We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Before we get to Mike Mickens and his crew left, I want to talk to you about something. We talked about recruiting bases the other day, right? And we we used an article that talked about the SEC and each school's recruiting base and where they get most of their talent from. And it's amazing because, you know, there was buzz – the Notre Dame fans were in the chat yesterday when we played what Chris O'Leary said about Ben Minich. And, you know, after the show, comments were, you know, people were reaching out to us on Twitter and stuff because Ben Minich and DJ Brown, were t- I mean, uh, Chris O'Leary and DJ Brown were talking about Ben Minich. And we kind of mentioned him, you know, briefly in our defensive spring practice report from Saturday. Just the fact that he was out there, he looked like he knew what he was doing as an early enrollee. And I really don't think people thought much of him, you know, when he was offered by Notre Dame. And I said it today. Like hearing DJ Brown say, yo, dude has like three interceptions. Like this spring, you know, he's a play, he's making plays and, you know, Chris O'Leary talking about, man, the fact that he knows all of the information and is out there executing. Who, Ben Minich? Yeah. And he was like, yo, he has a high ceiling and we're going to continue to develop that. Now, he's the, this is your coach, safety coach saying he has a high ceiling. Well, I don't know if a lot of people thought Ben Minich was a high ceiling prospect coming in and Notre Dame. But, you know, I kind of told people, like, when he was offered, we only had his junior film. And then he commits, and all of a sudden, we start watching him during his senior season, and we're like, whoa. And we know the five-star safety he's next to that's going to Ohio State. Ohio State. But every game on both sides of the ball in the fourth quarter, Ben Minich was the one making the plays. Now, one could say, yeah, but that's because they were going away from that's fair. The other safety. That's fair. Like, that don't take away from him making the play. You know, don't you don't have to poo-poo one for the other. You know, so Notre Dame might have found 
their next uh, Diamond in the Rough, their next Harrison Smith, per se. Harrison was underrated coming in? Uh, I think Harrison was like a top 250. Let me see what Harrison was ranked. He was a five-star out of Tennessee. He was 264 nationally, bro. Okay. 264 nationally. That's why I said I thought he was like top 250. He was 264 nationally. So just think, like, he probably didn't come in with a lot of fanfare. He's going to get his opportunity, though, because it's Notre Dame. And the type of the program that Marcus Freeman is running, I know personally he'll probably really appreciate a guy of, of what Ben of guy of what Ben Minich is doing. Yeah. And that's being locked in into the game plan. And you know, that's hard to not play when you're bought in, when you know the information, the coaches trust you. They can take a, a chance that oh, he may not get there athletically all the time, but he's not gonna not be there either. Mm-hmm. You know, he ain't gonna be missing. He'll be like, where the <laughs> He might get there a second or too late, or the catch tackle, or yeah, had to work hard to break the ball up. But he's not just going to be open and then chasing from five yards away, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Which is the, the most important thing, anyway. absolutely, right? And you know how much when you know people are going to come after you because they don't want to go after your counterpart. Yeah, like if he was opposite of Kyle Hamilton, he would probably get a lot of action. Where we'd be like, man, we really found somebody over here because mm-hmm. he's getting tried. Yeah. He's getting tried. Yeah. And, you know, we're definitely not sitting here saying he is the replacement or the person that's going to make you forget Peyton Bowen, you know, because the Peyton Bowen thing hurts regardless. Um, But in the same breath, like you said, you know, you get a kid like that and he becomes something that, you know, you hear high ceiling from the coach, you know, as an early enrollee. That makes you feel good, you know. So the buzz that came off of us playing that clip yesterday from people in the chat and people, you know, after the show and everything, it's not shocking. Shouldn't be shocking Um, because he changed the narrative that I had about him during his senior year. I was like, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Bring him in. (laughs) Bring him in. And that's why I showed flowers and gave flowers to the state of Ohio yesterday. Well, you know, I think uh, you'll be surprised at a lot of things we can produce. We may not stand out in a ranking standpoint, but it's just like the combine. And the NFL combine. NFL combine is about freaks. Facts. So if you 6'6 and and 250 but run a 4'2", it don't matter what your tape is for this setting. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Your tape doesn't matter because you're a freak. You're getting drafted high. You're getting recruited high. You're a five right. star. Right. It's right. like, bro, just look at you. We don't want to see you do no drills. You're a five star. Look at you. So yeah, like we may not, we may have big linemen. See, that's why you like Deuce. That's why. That's why you like Deuce Knight. Yeah, it's like so what? So what? So what he's wrong. So, so what? what? 
Give him the ball, put him out there. Just he's six five. He's six, he's huge, a freak. And an arm. Yeah, what are we talking? Who cares what he if what he knows at that point? Jamarcus Russell didn't know that much at LSU. I don't know if that's the example you want to use Man, from an NFL standpoint. But I said from a college both, standpoint, both from the South, right? They both yes, yes, yes. I believe they're both from yes, they're both from the yeah, South. So I'm like, okay, we've never had that. Number one and number two, that's talent. We come on, we we, we coaches, right? We supposed to coach them up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> what I found out the difference of my offensive line, defensive line when I went to Florida from Notre Dame. Yeah. We had massive dudes at Florida. But after the first two practices, I'm like, oh, y'all just <laughs> they was just they literally went to the school and was like, who's the biggest freaking dude y'all got at school? Which is all that's all it. They just went and got the biggest dudes. They just went and got the biggest, strongest, most freakiest, largest person and said, Look, just put a jersey on, put your hand in the ground, and don't let the dude get past you. <laughs> Where at Notre Dame, you got you know, okay, I see you recruited, you went to, and they got technique and all of that. At Florida, it was just like, man, <laughs> you look like you're hard to get around. No tech, like the offensive line was offset. Like, it was just crazy. It was crazy. Well, that but had to be, I, I guess an, what? An eye-opener. But that offensive line, minutes. guess what? Guess what about the offensive line? We had a first-round tackle that just signed with the Chiefs, Wani Taylor. Mm-hmm. We got uh, our guard, which was probably the, the least expected, seven year vet right now for this with the Steelers, and I'm just like, yeah, okay, NFL is about freaks. <laughs> if you're a freak, you're going, you're, you're getting a chance. So the NFL is the new freak league. Oh well, that's if you talking <laughs> about like just outright getting drafted, and you know, you can complain later. But if you, but like a guy like Ben Minish doesn't survive in arenas like that to know he's a number one pick or a really good yeah. player. Yeah. He's not six, five safety like the counterpart on his own high school team. Yeah. I would yeah. take the guy, you know, over him. Like just, I'm like, look at him. He's knocked the kid out the game. You know, he looks the part. He wears number one. You know, I would have probably never seen Ben Minich if I was no, Probably not. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So Mike Mickens has not only recruited at a high level uh, development, his defensive backs get on the field and play early. Early on, it was out of necessity because the numbers in that room were, like we said two years ago, Cam Hart had to be moved over and asked to be the number one on that side of the ball, which is is crazy. Right, right. He's the guy that jarred the best player on every team. (laughs) Which is like, yo, that's crazy. Not come over here and give us some depth. Yeah, not not come. We'll put you in on. Come and just guard Jordan Addison and Drake London, Caleb Downs, and then do a really good job because you're the number one guy. Right from the jump, we are gonna give you one off season to make this transition. Yeah. Don't get hurt, you know. Make sure you know everything. <laughs> you got to be a dude. But how did we get lack of depth? Was it because we 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 had our one off? <sighs> Really good DBs like Julian and Cole Luke. And- oh, it was just, you know, after that group of Julian, which came in at 16, right? The last year you were here, they were freshmen. Okay, then you had right? – no, you had – I had the freshmen of uh, Jalen Elliott, Troy Pride, Dante Vaughn. I had that group. Julian Love was in that group. Dante Vaughn, Julian Love, they were all in the same group. A, I, thought, I thought Julian was a great above. No, he came in with Dante. Oh, he's just the he left. He was three and out. Okay, he was just three and out. So, I, I mean, I guess that was a good class, but I mean, I mean, the recruitment there just kind of took a left turn. Yeah, right. Yeah. But what's happening here? What you want to point out? While we said face to face at Notre Dame, you have to be able to play man to man defense on the backside. In order to win championships, period. Championship, yes, yes. You watch Ohio State and Georgia play man to man. It was intense, yo. And their defensive backfields were getting murdered (laughs) in that game. Real, but you had to play it, right? Because they got number one receivers. You know, you have to be able to play man to man, even if you get beat. At key points, you have to be able to line up, play man to man, pressure the quarterback. Because you don't get, get enough field. pressure playing zone in college no. football unless you're, you know, Alabama or Georgia or whatever. So right, that's why TCU was able to sit back and just react to Michigan, and then they tried to pull that crap against Georgia playing zone. It's like no. Nah. You are not about to beat Georgia. Yeah, because you can run the ball. So now you're just like, oh, man. It's... <laughs> you are you not beating Georgia. You're making us go to man, and it's not. Absolutely. You are not beating Georgia playing zone, and that was part of the problem that Alabama suffered because they normally are able to play man-to-man. They're normally able to put one of their safeties in coverage, and they tried that on Jalen Hyatt, 
against Tennessee, and Jalen Hyatt just yeah. scored another touchdown. Yeah, yeah I think he's still that. scoring touchdowns against Alabama. Yeah. He was you know what I'm saying? So this is one of those years. Jalen Hyatt, the number one receiver. Yeah, he, he's not a number one receiver. He's top five. Top five in what? His draft class. Not according to the latest mocks. Huh? He's been dropping. Oh, okay. Well, if he's dropping, that's one thing. But he started high. Oh, he started high. I mean, heck, you run a 4-2, you man. That's what I'm saying. Like, what? In the tape? Yeah. Well, anyway, I mean, nowadays you can just close your eyes and get a receiver that's pretty solid. Uh, first of all, his tape, that's the problem. All he did was run fly routes all year, dude. That's the problem. He's open. That's what Jalen Rager did. And he and Jalen Rager was what in the pro <laughs> first round pick. <laughs> so yes, he might end up getting the Jalen Rager treatment where people Hell, Will said Will hey Will didn't run a crossing route. I don't even remember his whole career. How many routes did Will run when he's at Notre Dame? That's a good question. One. We didn't hey, ever see no, Will has run. No, Will has run crossing routes. He's run a comeback, a slant. I saw Will run slants. I saw him run a go. He definitely ran a post. Post, slant, go, and a screen. That's it. He ain't run no crock. Come on. He ain't need to. How many routes did Julio run when he was in college? None. Julio Jones? Yeah. When him and A.J. Green was in college, they were just running go routes. <laughs> So, yeah, as it sits right now, Jalen Hyatt is at number 77. At the best receivers? No, just total rank. He's oh, ranked oh 77. No, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about the receivers. Which puts him like, man, maybe bottom of the second round, third round right now? Yeah, you you a top 10 receiver, right? If you second round, third round anyway. Uh, wide receiver rankings according to Fox he is sixth see there we go he could be that bad plus it's like the way they hate no Hendon Hooker he's going to be one of those guys that Get an opportunity two, three years down the lane, possibly get a chance to start. You know, it's crazy to see Jameis can't get no place to start, a place to go. Yeah, you, but you have to be. <clears throat> Jameis can't get no place to play. <laughs> That's why I love what I saw from Benjamin Morrison on Saturday, where he just had the attitude, man, I'm not, I don't even care about the play call. Y'all. I'm I'm man to man. Yeah. Whatever y'all in, that's what y'all in. I'm I'm in everybody's face. And you have to have not only one, you have to have multiple guys that can do that. Christian Gray, who you saw a clip, ended the practice yesterday, I believe, with an interception. Yeah. You know, and Get him, get him ready, right? Now, I don't know if they're going to give him the Jaden Mickey treatment and start him inside like they started Jaden Mickey. We told you how more, much more patient Jaden Mickey has become 
So now you have Mickey, Clarence Lewis, Cam Hart, and uh, Benjamin Morrison. You have four guys that you feel pretty comfortable with. Like, as much as you want to talk about Clarence Lewis, against most, if he's guarding the third or fourth best receiver, yeah, he wouldn't get the he wouldn't get the top three. He's not getting the top two. Yeah, so you feel comfortable with that, Jay Mickey? You know, you feel comfortable. You have Michael Bell still coming in and integrating yeah, yeah, him. Yeah, Michael Bell's coming in. He's fast as lightning. Yeah, so I love what I see. I don't know. I've seen Christian and drills, man to man, bump and run. But he's so instinctive when you allow him to play off-man coverage, especially to the field, because he reacts to man, he reacts to that inside stuff so good. And he's just he's just long. Yeah. So it's gonna be interesting. With his length, I can see him possibly being boundary first, boundary slot. And then being moved to the field, but Benjamin Morrison's got the field on lock for the next two seasons. So, yeah. you know, so maybe Christian Gray becomes Cam's, you know, replacement next season. But where they're going with their defensive backs, even with Carson Hobbs in the 24 class, like you watch Carson Hobbs in his film, bump and run, in your face, trash talking. Like that's the type of athlete confident athlete that Mike Mickens is getting in. You have to be able to transfer and change things in the defensive backfield, especially at quarterback. Because, you know, Notre Dame has been playing zone for so long at the quarterback position. (laughs) Why'd you go ahead and lean back like that, bro? Man, because one, that's true, but two, it I think it was because it was more of a system thing. Uh-huh. We had Todd Light as our head, as our defensive back coach. The Todd Light. The first round Super Bowl Todd Light. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame great Todd Light. Yeah. We ain't my man. That's when I was like, oh, we not serious about defensive backs, bro. We had our guy, uh, uh, Coach Burris, Chad Burris, mm-hmm. him and Ty Light at the same time. Coach Burris same down time. in Louisiana now. The same damn time. <laughs> and didn't run man. After that, I was like, I'm, I'm done thinking about it. <laughs> because what is that? If you can't run man when you got the greatest – one of the greatest, two of the some of the best secondary to come through Notre Dame. Yeah. And they don't have no knowledge on how to make our man better. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. So I'm not saying it's not their fault, but I'm not saying that it's their fault either. Yeah. Saying pass defense, you just can't go by pass yards. I will say that Kirby probably had. His safeties were young last year because he lost his safeties to the NFL. Kelly Kelly Ringo was – I know they said he was a first-round talent. Eh, 
He's probably gonna end up going in the second round. He don't have first round instincts. No, he looks the part. No, but he was a number one for them. Yeah, and he looks the part for sure. He was a number. He's big enough. He, but he probably needs yeah. to be a safety. He's a freak. Level. That's what I'm saying. He's a free. He he's not. <laughs> so they just not, went to the school and was like, "Yeah, they were just like, come on, man, you you run a what in the track, and you about yeah. six three and and yeah. huge. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely has to be a safety in yeah. in." NFL, but you the biggest, strongest, fastest corner at Georgia. Come on, NFL don't even want to look, turn on the tape. And he yeah. had a good season. I mean, he had two picks, a pick six in the championship, all that. But but it yeah. just goes to show you. It just goes to show you, man, that they are mentality, right? Kirby was like, you the number one. I don't care how many times you get beat. Yeah. Oh, better, yeah. He would get beat. Get right. You better get it right. Because Marvin, Marvin Harrison Jr. was killing that dude. Killing him. Marvin Harrison Jr. was having his way. You hear me? You know how you're in church? The whole you're, in, you're in church and you wave your hands and you say, have your way, Lord. Lord have mercy. Yeah, it was. Man, that was Marvin Harrison Jr. in that game, that Peach Bowl. Have your way, boy. <laughs> if he didn't catch that that hit on the back line of the end zone, Kelly Ringo might be a third round pick today, bro. No, seriously. it was it was that it was, bad. It was that bad. No, for real. <laughs> but he got bad. cooked like that when they lost to Alabama too. They, yes, he did. When them receivers yes, in the SEC championship game, yes, he did. The same. So that's all. Yes, like, he, he needs safety in the pro. But even with that. It's still there's still a mentality. Oh yeah, that says, "Yo, you're gonna beat us if you're a good quarterback, good receivers. You can beat yeah. us. We'll live but, with that." Well, guess what's not about to happen? You're not about we're to not just about run to adjust. <clears throat> right? You're not about to just run free all day. That's not happening. And that's why Tennessee struggled because Kirby was like, "Look, everybody else is just letting y'all run free. Uh, not today." Y'all may beat us sometime doing it, yeah. but you might beat us, but Hendon Hooker is about to get hit. And yeah, and that's gonna change the game. You know, and if he hits one, he hits one. But he's gonna have to hit a whole bunch of them perfect. Perfect. In order to win. Him. Right. We hitting him. <laughs> exactly. And that's why, you know, having that mentality on the backside, right? Which if you hear a kid like Ben Minich has a high ceiling, you know, and now your safeties can get involved in the pass coverage especially when they go to multiple wide receivers now you feel confident about the different things you can do the different blitzes you can bring you know and then like people said you know georgia just has the capability of bringing pressure with minimal <laughs> with three we're just gonna bring three yeah so schematically you have no chance absolutely you, you don't have enough plays in the world to beat eight man dropping coverage <laughs> no no and hopefully notre dame with the 24 recruiting 25 recruiting and defensive line, especially in the city of Chicago. That's right. Ben Minich is the type of guy, though, that a, he'll, he won't miss up those safety blitzes. You know, <laughs> could, no, seriously, like he'll be timing it right. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, you won't be seeing it pre snap on a, a crucial play of the game where you're like, wait, 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 wait. Don't go down there. Don't go down there. Wait, wait, wait. And get beat. Right. right. He's going to time it where he's like, man, that was a great call. You know? <laughs> Uh oh, that's the co-host with the most. 
little limp. Hey, so as we get ready to get out of here, left, that's one thing we wanted to talk about, like how Notre Dame is doing a tremendous job shifting the defensive backfield to be more national championship-minded and getting the athletes to, ex- to execute it. And hopefully that's one of the things we'll be able to see defensively this year is a defensive backfield that can match up against Ohio State, against, against USC, the SC, against, against the Clemson. Yes, yeah. absolutely. As much as we want to talk about Sam Hartman, that defensive backfield has to be able to stand up because once we found out going into SC week that Tariq Bracey and Cam Hart were going to be out. Yeah, you I don't even want to watch the game. Yeah, you already knew. You already knew what the possible outcome is going to be. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Before we get out of here, left article in The Athletic. Re-ranking the class of 2020. Re-ranking the class of 2020. Now, this is a class that you actually watched at the Elite 11. Okay. Now, the 220, the 220 class is Tyler Buckner, right? No, 220 class is Bryce Young, CJ Stroud. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Watched him personally. Yeah, sure. you, watched, you watched him personally. And I watched CJ Stroud win the Elite 11. I gave him his overtime sweatshirt, which was the one on my back. And I was like, I know you're going to go to the league because he was going to Ohio State. And I'm like, it just it made sense. Yeah. That's when I met Michael Mayer and Drew Pine. That's crazy. You said that. So Bryce Young was ranked number one. Currently, he's ranked number two. Behind the Bryce. Position behind, behind CJ. CJ is ranked number one. And he's currently, I'm sorry. See, Bryce was ranked number one. Coming out of high school, he's still right. ranked number one. CJ was ranked number three coming out of high school. He's currently ranked number two. The number three quarterback from that class, according to the athletic, is Michael Pratt out of Tulane. At the time, he was ranked 82nd coming out of high school. The number four quarterback from that class is Will Rogers of Mississippi State. He was ranked 22nd at the time. The number five ranked quarterback in the 2020 class is Anthony Richardson. He was ranked 15th coming out of high school. 
The number six quarterback is Jaden DeLara from Arizona. He was ranked the 34th quarterback. The seventh ranked quarterback is Tyler Van Dyke, and he was ranked seventh coming out of high school. The number eight quarterback was Blake Shapin. He was ranked 52nd coming out of high school. The ninth ranked quarterback out of the 2020 class is Will Howard, Kansas State. Will Howard has been impressive, especially last year. He was ranked 59th coming out of high school. And the number 10 ranked quarterback out of the 2020 class is DJ Uagalele. He was ranked the number two quarterback in that class behind Bryce. So just let that be a lesson. That unless you have real talent like CJ or Bryce, you better go to the right school. You better go to the right school. That you know what? You go to the right school. <laughs> yeah. You you said that. You said that. Now the others that you have to watch, because they still have time to change the narrative. Carson Beck, who gets an opportunity to start at Georgia. Chandler Morris will be starting at TCU at the transfer transferring from Oklahoma. And then Hudson Card at Purdue. After he transferred from Texas. Uh, the rest of the top 10, uh, Jaquindon Jackson, do you remember him? Oh, yeah, he went to, uh, uh, what school did he go to? He went to Texas and then went to yeah, yeah, he, yeah, Utah no after that. No chance because of Arch. And then Utah, no chance because of they, come on. You're yeah. not, you're not a uh, Brad Huntley. Yeah. Do you remember the number six ranked quarterback that was at the Elite 11? Luke Doty. Yeah, they love Luke Doty. They try to hype Luke Doty up all the time. I'm like, Luke Doty is nothing significant, so I'm, I'm not surprised. Yeah, he uh, went three years to South Carolina. Yeah. And he still will be the backup to Spencer Rattler this year. Yeah, yeah. Come on. No, hey, that's an example of wrong fit. Yep. The number seven quarterback that you watched at the Elite 11, Harrison Bailey. Yep, they was hype on Harrison Bailey, too, and he was just – he went to uh, Baylor, right? Oh, no, 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 no. No, no, he ended up a true freshman at Tennessee. Tennessee, that's right. He went to Tennessee. Two seasons there. Yep. And then he landed at UNLV. Yep, yep. He didn't have enough talent at the time of what they was recruiting because Joe Milton ended up going there and, you know, they ended up getting the transfers, so – so let me tell you something, man. When it comes to quarterbacks, and I fully believe that Notre Dame has changed the narrative of the quarterback room, you know, with, first of all, hiring a quarterback coach, number one, getting the blessing that was Kenny Minchie late in the process in 23, having C.J. Carr, who's on, if I'm not mistaken, C.J. Carr is on campus today. There we go. Or was on campus at practice today along with our guy Cam Williams. And then, so all of you C.J. Carr, people that were worried about him, and he's on campus with Cam Williams today. And then uh, a guy like Deuce Knight in the 25 class. Like, I see the talent that they're going after being totally different than the talent level of quarterback that we've seen before at Notre Dame. So, Yes, and, 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 and the potential is a lot greater. Yeah, if you get a guy like Deuce Knight mixed in with a guy like CJ and Kenny, you got something dynamic. 
that you can be like, well, if we're not good this year, we're going to be good one of these years because some of these guys are going to develop. Definitely. Notre Damon, thank you for checking in. Quarterback development is paramount over high school rankings. Right about it, that. It's paramount over everything. You got to go to the right place. Let's go through these questions and then we'll get out of here, love. Going back to our original conversation, a lot of people had things to say. Garrett Newsom said, all along is as long as my score is less than what I pay for balls, I'm good. Yeah, if you pay, if you pay seventy ball, seventy dollars for uh, balls, and you shoot a sixty, hey, it's all good. I'm with you. Cajun Iris said Nike is now more in golf equipment. Yeah, yeah, they can thank Tiger Woods for that. <laughs> no, he exploded. He exploded the Nike golf division. The Nike golf division was nothing. Nothing, bro. Nothing. 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 And Tiger Woods exploded all of that. All of that. Cajun Irish says Pro Bs are $50 plus a dozen nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. Man, just get you the hey, get some pinnacles when you start out. <laughs> hey, okay, get, pinnacles. Some, get some pinnacle get some balls, pinnacles. bro. Okay. Yeah. Don't get too fancy to be losing them. No. Matter of fact, you can go get some used balls. If they have used <laughs> yeah. balls, get the no, used you, balls. Because you're not hitting it past too far. You know, you're yeah. not getting the 300 first. And speed. I know when I said that somebody out there was crazy enough to say pause. I know yeah, they did, yeah, but yeah. It, you know how it go. You lose 50% of the package while playing. You're so crazy, J Carr. Old Grim, I use ping irons and cobra woods. Okay, so you mix, you mix match. I don't like mix matching, bro. Although my wedges. See, I'm about to mess you up. <laughs> I say, look. Although my wedges need to be replaced too. No, no, no. Let your wedges come with your, with your, you know, whatever you buy, use yeah. the wedges until you get good. And then when you get good, then you switch to the Cleveland wedges. Got it. Okay. Yeah, but until then, yeah, until then, you don't need Cleveland wedges. Relax. <laughs> get the most basic package. First. Yes. Irishman, the little big house hunter, hater <laughs> said, Telling fiance that SD said I need not want but need newer fishing gear. <laughs> all right, I got you, man. I got you. I'm behind you all the way. Garen Newsom, Mizuno is in many pro backs. They are. Mizuno has come up a lot. Because I was used to seeing Mizuno playing baseball. Like Mizuno bags, bats. Oh, for the baseball bats, yeah. Baseball bats and stuff. But Mizuno really has come along with the golf technology lately. You know, I have some 2004 clubs, bro. That lets you know. Yeah. I need, and I, I need deserve. A refresh. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jason I deserve. Smith, there you go. We appreciate you, bro. Appreciate right. you. We try to you, give Jason, you the so best much, content man. each and every day, man. Lucky Lucky Podcast, man. Wilson is a, man, Wilson is a go-to classic. Yeah. They've been around in golf for. In tennis, too. Hey, now this is a crazy thing. Hey, Roger Dodger is correct. The Jordan, because you know they take the actual Jordan shoes and just yeah, put just golf. Them, yeah, bruh, they almost got me. Got you get a whole fresh set was, of the same shoes. I was about to get some nice. Uh, they had the the Jordan fours, golf shoes, the cement fours. Yeah, the cement joints. I said, I, I got to stop myself. Go the bottom. <laughs> you put the bottom left. Go the bottom. Made me like Mike. <laughs> You know what's up. Like Petticoat.
It's time to get petty. Oh, we did a good job executing. Now, are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train. I just don't like you. You don't? No. What is today's petty historic Petty Junction? Petty Junction, Petty Story of the Day, brought to you by Adora Whiskey, AdoraWhiskey.com, that premium American whiskey, AdoraWhiskey.com. Michael Parks, you're spot on, man. Spot on. Mizuno was all over baseball. Mizuno and Easton, you know, the black bats. Yes, back in the day, I remember that. Hey, man, I want to nominate uh, Russ Westbrook for the Petty Train. Russ had a little extra mustard on his uh on a uh, he had a little extra mustard last night, bro. I always point at bro. I'm like, ain't nobody paying attention to you, Russ's wrist break. I'm I'm like, why are you trying to gain? You're not Pat Bev. LeBron only go back with Pat Bev because that's our boy. That's our homeboy. But Russ, what you doing? We I traded you. If I'm LeBron, I'm like, I traded you. <laughs> not I traded you, bro. Man, I traded you, bro. Really? Yeah, because you pointing every time you make a little basket, but you can't do it when you with the Lakers. Come on, man. So this cat Isaiah Thomas is still talking, man. This dude responded to Charles Oakley this morning. This he responded to him, man. Shut up. I tell you, he keeps embarrassing. What does he even have to say back to Charles Oakley? It's like Charles is talking on behalf of someone who didn't want to talk to you. Dude, his response was like out of left field. Charles Oakley was like, dude, the dude doesn't want a relationship with you. Yeah, he's mad because he took your city. You know what his relation, you know what his response was? How many times I whoop you? And that's not even the conversation. What are you talking about? That just lets you know. That lets you know. He's better. He's a scoring ex. Yes. <laughs> somebody he, needs to tell him, look, man. What did he say? How many times I whoop you? He like, he, <laughs> how many times I beat you? You was on plenty of teams that I whooped. I'm like, bro, you just lost all credibility. Yeah. That was yeah. not even. We're going to have to take you off the 75 team now. <laughs> he just, man, you already got gonna, cut. We're going to make a call and be like, uh, I'll take you off of this too. He done ruined this too. Man. Dude. No, Coach Vic. He's not from the he's actually literally from the west side of Chicago, right off Madison Avenue. Literally. His the, the Thomas House is still right there, the apartment building on Madison Avenue. But he is embarrassed in Chicago right now. He is embarrassed in Chicago. Because he won't stop. It's absolutely crazy. So I will say uh LL, let me know because I'm thinking about starting a basketball podcast for Notre Dame basketball on our network. You let you guys let me know if you want that content. Like respond uh in the chat and then after the show. Anisha Mar- Morrow, who is a two-year, he's a sophomore star player at DePaul. 
Uh, look for Neil Ivy. She just entered the transfer portal. She's a Chicago girl. She's a Ford. She's a man. Come on, Neil. She, uh, Come on, Neil. Uh, in the backyard, Neil. Of course, she went to Simeon. So you already know. You already know. No way around the basketball. You already know. Averages 18 points. And there's buzz that Neil Ivy is has already been in contact, right? And I'm just giving you this news because there were multiple people in the chat yesterday asking about updates on what Michael Shrewsbury has been doing. Uh, Joe Girard, point guard from Syracuse, has been in contact with Michael Shrewsbury and Notre Dame. Has now. East Coast influence on the team? We might, we might do something. If we get freshman Joe Girard, I'm cool with it. If we get Joe Girard from last year, I don't know about that one. Just need a fresh start. I don't know about that one. All right. He can shoot. He's supposed to be a shooter. So Michael Shrewsbury is trying to build. I told you he was going to bring shooting to the program. That's the first thing I told you. Oh, He's going to have some shooters. So we'll see. Notre Dame, Michael Shrewsbury, shooting. No update on the shoe deal and the apparel deal. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. All right, left. It's a great show, man. Uh, don't spend too much money on your first golf set. Dude. Just don't. You got me weary now. I to no, take no, a second, a second yeah, mortgage. I, 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 but I already know you, though. Yeah. I'm not worried about you in golf clubs. Oh, you in the apparel. The apparel is going to be the problem for you. Especially the, the hats. I'm going to be too fresh. I can't even golf, man. Especially the hats. Don't let me oh. get a glove, too, because I've seen them rock a glove every now and then. But see, you'll get past the gloves because once you realize they all get sweaty and crusty, okay, <laughs> then you're going to be like, you know what? I'm not spending money on a glove. At, at first, you're going to be like, I want to feel funky fresh. And then when you realize they all get sweaty and crusty. and Not worth it. Nah, nah. But yeah, not, tell me about that apparel bill moving forward. <laughs> Everybody have a great Thursday, man. We'll talk about Snowfall tomorrow because I didn't ask you whether or not you watched it. And then we'll get into more right here on the Lucky Lucky Podcast. Have a great Thursday, but most of all, make sure you spend it different.